Hey, this is Adam Torres, and I'm here to tell you that it has never been easier to start your very own podcast. At Mission Matters, our goal is to amplify stories that matter. That means we want to help you start your podcast because your story matters. We can do this in three different ways. One, join our podcast school and take a free or paid course. Two, visit our resources page where we've already figured out what you need, such as where to host your podcast. Or three, heck, we can even do everything for you through our podcast agency, including editing for cheaper than you can do in-house. Oh, and no contracts, services month to month. Get started by heading over to missionmatters.com and click on start a podcast. All right, now let's get into the show. Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Money Podcast, your source for all things money. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Kimberly Daly on the line, and she's a franchise coach and founder over at The Daily Coach. Kim, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's, um, it's a pleasure to be here. All right, Kim, so uh, I'm excited to get into today's topic. A lot of business owners, entrepreneurs, executives listening to this, and uh, we're going to talk about investing in proven franchise businesses today. But before we do that, um, just to give us a little bit of context, tell us a little bit more about your company, The Daily Coach. Okay, so when people come to me, Adam, they pretty much say, you know, I, I'm in career transition or I'm looking for an investment. Maybe they know a little bit about franchising, don't know too much about. So I start to educate them about the benefits. I have a free process that guides people through a complete franchise investigation process in about one to two months so people can really confidently explore and make a decision that they feel very good about. Man, I love this topic and I love the thought process. And if I could go back to my, I always tell people this, if I go back to my younger Adam, I'd be like, you know, Adam, just start a, just go buy into a proven franchise model. And I'm not saying this to be self-interested or interested in your interview. She's not paying me to save this, everyone, just so you know. <laughs> but I really say that because when I think about all the pain and like probably the 20 businesses that I started um, before this one that have failed, um, I think about, man, I probably could be maybe like, I'm I like what I do now, and of course, I couldn't have graduated college and said I want to be a podcaster when I grew up, right? Podcasts didn't exist, I don't think, at that time, so that's a given, but I just mean like it could have been easier. So where do you want to start this topic, investing in proven franchise businesses? Yeah, well, that's a, that's a fair statement. I mean, many people know the risks of starting a business, but what they don't understand is that those, those statistics that we all hear, those horrifying statistics that 90% of small businesses fail before their fifth anniversary, that is not a statistic that's owned in franchises. So the businesses that I'm bringing my candidates to have success rates that will be disclosed in their franchise disclosure documents. So any business we would look at, we would look at their historical track record, which has to be disclosed in this legal document. But the vast majority of the businesses that I've been playing with and, and helping them to grow over the last 18 years that I've been a consultant have success rates some greater than 90%, 95%. I have some that are like 98%, and these are like 10, 20, 30-year-old brands. So Man, I love the that. risks go way down if we're investing in the right franchise. Now, does that mean that people don't fail? Certainly doesn't mean that. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We know the plan works, but what we don't know is, are you going to work the plan? <laughs> 
No, no, I, I get that. And I don't, and, and for a lot of people listening, I mean, there's always work. Like we know that there's going to be working on anything. It's called being a business owner. We get it. But the point is, is that, you know, for these really established businesses and models, um, and this is the, the cool thing about it is when you think about like, I don't know, uh, Little Caesars Pizza, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, any fran- like a franchise that just everybody knows, it's like that franchise owner, he didn't, he or she didn't have to go in and decide what the pizza, like, um, what the pizza formula was going to be. He didn't have to say what, what the store was going to look like, like what the branding is, the color palette, all these other things. And so when you think about that, that's like, sometimes it takes businesses years to figure that part out and what's going to work. I mean, our brand, we started out as Money Matters, top tips, because it, it was more of a money-centric show. Now we we switched to Mission Matters because it matched what myself and my co-founder, our like, broader vision. That took two years just to figure that out. So I'm like, if, you, if we'd bought it, like if, if whatever the business was, if you just, um, if you bought into what they were doing and you, the mission and obviously the, you know, the ethics of the company, all that other stuff, um, then, I mean, you can save time. Can you talk a little bit more about the time component and what it looks like to, and I know every franchise is going to be different, right? I get that industry and other things like that, but just time component and like getting things going. Um, talk a little bit more about that. Adam, it's such a great segue for me because literally what you just said is so true. When, when, when I talk about the real advantage to like, what am I, what am I really buying when you buy a franchise? Well, you're buying a proven business plan. You're buying a relationship, right? Because you're partnering yourself with people who've already gone out there and figured it all out, as you said. So from day one, your time and your money is moving you toward profitability. So what you just said is as an entrepreneur, you have to sit and spin your wheels and fail a lot to figure out what is the package, what is the the, the product or the service that the, the market is ready for and the customer wants. So it's that creation process that costs a lot of money and takes a lot of time. An entrepreneur could take five years to figure that all out. I can take a franchisee and in five years he can own five locations. Because from day one, he's buying into a proven business plan that he gets to start moving towards profitability from the beginning. He's not figuring out anything. It's already been figured out. He's just executing on the proven plan. So and if you're buying a business where it's more manager run and the owner can be the CEO managing the manager, not working in it but working on it, and have a three or a five year, a five store plan, because that's where that wealth is gonna get created, right? Through the multiplication, through the scale. So franchising affords the investor that leverage from day one to have the vision to be able to build a much bigger business in a shorter amount of time. Does that make sense? No, I love that. And it's, um, and the, the good thing is that I think that is getting through to some people right now that are maybe in that in between stage of thinking that, you know, a lot of executives that are thinking about what their next step in life is. Maybe they're retiring earlier. Maybe they just think that, you know, they've, they've had their run and they want to, you know, if they're going to be working this long and that, that was my story. I was, if I was going to be working this X amount of hours per week anyway, I might as well own the business, right? That's, that was my thought process in the beginning. And I'm like, all right. So I left some of my bigger, uh, one of the bigger companies that I worked for in the past. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be working anyway. I might as well own it so that at the end of all of this, I might have a little bit more than I maybe wouldn't have. And so now looking at looking back, I'm like, man, this I didn't even know that it was an option, really. Just myself, I was like, okay, I have to have this idea. Like a lot of, a lot of times, 
business owners have to like this is they have to have this idea or this invention or this other thing and it just it's just not the case like there's a life your goal is to live a great life to um you know spend time with your family to do all these other things to make money to make you know a good living and to possibly do very well depending on your your personal ambition in scaling right that's the other thing about the about the franchising model that you brought up which is the idea of scaling figuring out how to scale on your own when you're like so it's like nor the normal steps of business okay first is this the product people want to buy then can we actually make money stay in business and now the next step so the third step is uh is really going to be um can this scale is this scalable and is it scalable to my ambition but with the franchise part they've already proven all those things so like you can already know and have your roadmap can you talk a little bit more about the the idea of a roadmap and in the whole franchising process yeah, exactly. So when you buy, you say yes to a franchise during the due diligence process, actually, before you say yes, I teach candidates, what are the right questions? What should I be thinking about? Who should I be talking to? How do I put together a basic pro forma without getting too far down in the weeds or creating limiting beliefs by what other people are doing or, more importantly, are not doing <laughs> with the opportunity in front of them? But how do we ascertain, like, what's this going to look like and what's the ramp up going to look like? So I coach them through all of that. So when they say yes to the business, they feel very competent in the due diligence that they're doing, and therefore they can be confident in their final answer, whether it's yes or no. But during that due diligence process, we're also going to be learning from the franchisors about their comprehensive training program. Franchising has some amazing training program. I mean, that you do not have to come to franchising with industry experience in order to be the number one franchisee in a business, right? We need basic business skills, not widget-specific skills, right? If you're a salesperson, you're a manager, you run a good operation, I can take that and we can blow open that pigeonhole that you may feel you're stuck in in corporate America and just bring you an opportunity to use those basic skills to go build that business for yourself. But we're going to learn about what it takes to go from a yes to actually getting open, training and buying equipment or finding real estate and how much support they offer. And you'll be able to validate with other franchise owners who've already gone through that opening period to see, not just like hear it from the franchise development director, but in the real world with other people who have all the same concerns as you had and, you know, are as nervous as you probably are, and they've gone through it. And what was their experience like? And do they feel supported? And knowing what they know now, would they make this investment again? And so you'll be able to use that we call it validation from the existing franchise owners to really help to validate the decision that you're feeling you're going to make. And uh, for the audience, uh, Kim's not lying. I know somebody who owns uh, multiple uh, ta a tax franchise. I don't remember the name of the business, but he doesn't know how to do taxes. He knows how to run the business of tax of tax agencies. <laughs> and I, I talked to him. I'm like, you're the tax business? I didn't know you went to school for accounting or like, are you CPA or this or that? He says, no, I, I own a franchise and, that, and I scale and they train you. And he knows how to run the tax business. And because of that, he learned the business side of it. He probably makes more. More than most people that are CPAs and that did go to school for this because they're busy working in the business and the day-to-day, -day, whereas for him, he can't work in the business per se on the day-to-day because -day he doesn't know how to do taxes. So he's busy. He's working on the business constantly. So big difference there. Can you talk a little bit about those, those differences and how that opportunity kind of unfolds with this? Because I think it's a really interesting concept and people, I know what I just said, probably just now like hit some, hit some like lights off on some people that are listening 
listening, they're like, wait a minute, how can you own the tax business if you don't know how to do taxes? Can you talk a little yeah. bit more about that? <laughs> you are 100% correct, and I would actually say that, look, that one of the number one success factors in a franchise is following the franchisor's lead, which sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. You're buying a proven business plan. What do you mean, Kim? People don't do what the franchisor says. That's exactly <laughs> what I mean, right? So when you know that you don't know, like you don't have an ego wrapped around like, well, this is how I do it, you're way more coachable. So I almost say to people, look, the more you know going into a franchise, number one, you're going to challenge the fees that you're paying. Right? Not necessarily going to see the value. But number two, how coachable are you really going to be? You may be your worst enemy in trying to be successful in that business. It's almost better to go into like a new space, be, be coachable, be willing to learn because you know that you don't know what you don't know and learn how to do it their way. Now to the point that you said, about um, the example you gave that you know you don't you don't know what you're doing and you can build the accountant can build a bigger business that is a hundred percent true so this is what we see and I'll I'll, I'll pick trade industries like mm-hmm. painting or HVAC mm-hmm. so we can take in a trade industry that is franchised the the idea is that the owner is really building a sales and marketing company so the trades guys are really good at painting the wall they're really good at fixing my air condition but they're not necessarily the best business people and like you said they're in there doing every job so they can't really scale the business and make any money we can we can take those basic trades put the sales and marketing executive as the CEO of a brand like Certipro right and then he and his sales team are going to go out and be bidding on multiple jobs, commercial and residential painting jobs every day, and then finding the best Joe Painter guy out there who's really good at his trade to come in and do the work. So the Certipro franchisee, Certipro being the largest painting company in North America, you know, can the average franchisee can do a million dollars, can have a very, very big business, but he nor any of his, quote, employees, they don't paint anything. Because they use contractors to do the work. So you can take a basic trade industry, bring professionalism to it, which greatly helps the customer enjoy the ex- – no offense to the trades guy, but, you know, a lot of the trades guys are you – know, they don't show up on time or you know, they're just notorious for, like, being challenging. And bring the business element to the business side of it and then let the trades guys come in and do what they're good at. And it can be a perfect union for both people, the business pe- person and the trades guy because the trades guy can now go from sort of a feast or famine world where he's doing a job and not quoting other jobs – to now he can jump from job to job to job following that franchisee because that franchisee is winning new jobs every single day. Make sense? That's awesome. Uh, So, Kim, that being said, uh, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on the Daily Coach or connecting with you and continuing the conversation, I mean, what's the best way for them to do that? My website is thedailycoach.com, and that's D-A-L-Y. It's a little play on my my last name. So thedailycoach.com. You can also find me at LinkedIn and Facebook. I'm very active on the so, on those two so, social media platforms. But my website, Adam, I have a library of topics on uh, videos 
on business coaching, franchising, to understand fees, to understand the relationship, to understand what you're actually buying, what you're getting, all of the things that as I've traveled around the country as a speaker to many, many uh, audiences over the last 18 years, the questions that I get, the frequently asked questions I've turned into uh, video topics so that people can get up to speed very quickly. Check that out. I have hundreds of testimonials from all the people that I've been blessed to help, those who've said yes and those who say no. Everybody that I invest time with learns something. That's what I'm here to do. And so I ask even those people who it didn't work out for to write a quick testimonial so you can check those out as well as uh, so many other resources on my website, thedailycoach.com. Fantastic. Well, Kim, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and all the great stuff you're doing over at The Daily Coach. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave a review on the Apple iTunes store. And if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Mission Matters Money, definitely give us a subscribe there, but also leave us some comments in the video. Love to know what kind of projects and things that you're working on. And Kim, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Have a good day.